Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. You're listening to the Clear Money Program. I'm your host, Helen Gibson, Community Relations Coordinator at Denver Community Credit Union. Denver Community is a not-for-profit financial cooperative serving the people of the city and county of Denver. If you're interested in joining our cooperative or learning more about our Clear Money Program, please visit our website, denvercommunity.coop. That's denvercommunity.coop. Today we're interviewing Steve Perry, the president of Sandler Training by Sales Productivity Consultants. After we complete the first part of the interview, we will open up our switchboard for questions from our audience. Hi, Steve. Welcome to the show. Hi, Helen. Thanks so much for having me. Excellent. Before we dive into our questions that I've gotten from our small businesses we work with, can you tell us about yourself and Sandler Trainings by Sales Productivity Consultants? Yeah, you bet. Um, well, Sales Productivity Consultants, part of Sandler Training, we are sales development specialists, which, which really means we work with companies and individuals to help them more effectively drive revenue for their business. And we do this in a variety of ways. You know, typically we help customers, help help our clients get in front of more new client, more new customers. We help look at sales process so that we can shorten sales cycles. We help people close more business and close it for higher revenue. And then if they don't have folks on staff currently that can do that kind of work, then we help them recruit and hire salespeople. Uh, personally, I started out my career as a second-grade school teacher up in Summit County back in the 70s, <clears throat> and from that point have owned businesses, been in manufacturing, and generally the sales game for about 30 years. Okay, so uh, you go from second-grade teacher to sales. How exactly did that happen? Well, you know, and it's interesting because I was looking through some of the notes and how, you know, people tend to fall into sales accidentally, and I'm a, I'm a classic case of that. Uh, I went to school at CU, to the School of Education, always wanted to be a, a school teacher, <clears throat> and so did that for a number of years, but for a variety of reasons, uh, got out of teaching, and my wife at the time suggested that we start our own business, and this is back in the oh, early 80s, uh, and we started a wholesale bakery up on Lookout Mountain. And I knew nothing about business. I knew nothing about baking. My wife was eight months pregnant, so, of course, we put our life savings into a business. <laughs> and uh, you know, that may or may not ring a bell for some of the folks who are listening. <clears throat> but, you know, when you start a business, what you realize very quickly is that you've got to start selling. And I do not have a, a sales personality, if you will. Um, I'm, I'm more of an introvert. Uh, so it was really hard for me, and I, I certainly had a perception that successful salespeople were obnoxious, pushy, used car selling, you know, wearing plaid suits kind of people, and I wasn't that. <laughs> and it, it really made having it made having a business very difficult because I had certain opinions and beliefs about selling that didn't serve me very well, mm -hmm. and it really took me. Uh, a number of years before I finally realized that uh, really selling is, is not about pushing anything on anybody. It's about helping someone discover that what you have might be something that makes their life better. 
Okay, so yeah, a lot of people say that they don't like that sales part, that they find it, like you said, pushy, uh, revolting, as one person wrote to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would guess that gets in a way of sales for both you individually as a salesperson, but also when you're trying to work with a staff that feels that way about sales. Do you have any uh, tips for getting over that perception of a salesperson as like an evil person? I think that's one of the toughest things that we deal with, Helen, is that this idea that, um, you know, I want to take some sales training, I want to take a class, I need to get better at at selling, but deep down inside, I, I don't have a lot of respect for the industry or the business, or I think it's a certain a certain way and I'm not that way. And what we find frequently is that, you know, people, when they find themselves in a selling situation, they've bought a business or they, for some reason or other, are now in the in the sales game, um, they're a little uncomfortable. And I think it's one of the great ironies of, of sales is that uh, I, I'm now in sales. I'm not going to tell my mom yet because I'm not sure my mom would approve, uh, but what goes through people's heads frequently is that, but I'm going to be different. I'm not going to be a pushy, disgusting salesperson, a revolting salesperson. I'm going to be different. I'm going to be more of a consultant. I'm going to educate my clients. Um, And so we see a lot of people go into this idea of selling is really educating. And they'll even put uh, consultant on their business card rather than salesperson. And then they also have this concept that, um, you know, people buy from people they like. So if I've got a great personality and if I'm outgoing, if people like me, then people will buy from me. Mm-hmm. And and really nothing can be further from the truth. And I think that uh, the irony is if, if anyone can think about a negative sales experience they had with a salesperson, They're, you're buying something major and the experience you had with a salesperson was negative, and if you were to think about why that was an uncomfortable or a distasteful experience, usually what people say is, number one, boy, the salesperson wouldn't let me talk. He wasn't really interested in me. He was trying to tell me all about this thing he was selling. And the second thing is that, you know, and he was a little overly familiar mm. uh, and and if you think about it, what that person was trying to do was trying to educate you and trying to be your friend. Mm-hmm. And so the irony is that by not wanting to be a stereotypical salesperson, what we end up doing is behaving exactly like a stereotypical salesperson. Hmm. So do you have advice? Is doing the sales, is it all an art? Either you're just good at it or is there some way around that? Is there some strategy that I can always use that makes me not that typical, stereotypical salesperson? Well, you know, and there is. And I think that's, you know, one of the things that we work on in in my business is helping you sell without seeming like a salesperson. Uh, And it really, and this isn't going to sound great, so I don't know how to say it in any other way. You know, what I do now, working with company owners and and their their sales teams and a variety of people, is very similar to what I did when I was teaching second grade. And it's really just behavior modification. 
Um, it's getting people to do some things differently, try to do some things in a little different way in baby steps, taking little tiny steps at a time to do something different so they start getting comfortable with it. Um, I can tell you for about 13 or 14 years of my career, uh, I traveled around the world doing sales training, um, and most of the training I did is what you would think of as technical sales training. In other words, uh, what do you say? How do you close? How do you ask questions? How do you prospect? All those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And in almost every case, it didn't work because people will not execute, will not implement those kinds of things if they're not comfortable with them. And so mm-hmm. part of what we need to be able to do is get people very clear on what their objective is. What are you trying to accomplish? Why are you in sales? What mm-hmm. What's the big picture objective? And I think most people would say that, assuming you have a product you believe in, that the, what I'm selling, what I'm doing, really helps people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about with the... Um, the the Denver Community Credit Union, I mean, you've got to feel pretty good about what you do mm-hmm. because the people that become clients of the credit union, that, that's a huge uh, win for them mm-hmm. to be able to, to work in this kind of a, uh, with, with this kind of a business. And so you can you can do your role or your folks at the credit union can do their role feeling pretty good that this is good for people, this helps people, there's benefit here. Mm-hmm. But how do we approach that appropriately. And I I think the thing that we have to understand clearly is that people don't make decisions for their, for our reasons, they make decisions for their reasons. And so the key thing that we've got to do in the sales process is, is relax, take it a couple notches down, and have a conversation with someone and find out about what's going on for them right now, what's working, what's not working, and can the things that your company does help them improve their current condition? Okay. So how do you get to that point? I know that for some people it's like, yes, I can have a conversation with someone. That's no problem. But how do I get them in the door? Is that marketing rather than sales to get them in the door? How how can someone kind of figure out the difference when they're really doing everything? You know, I think that's a really great question. And I think a lot of, especially smaller companies, get confused by it. And and I think that a lot of different people have different opinions about it. Um, my view is that sales is a subset of marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things when I work with folks, that there's there's two things that someone has to have pretty nailed. Number one is, What's your strategy? What do you want this your company to do to be? What do you want to accomplish? What's the big picture objective? Do you have a clear, defined strategy? Uh, and some companies don't. So mm-hmm. I, I certainly can't help you sell if you don't know where you want to go. The second piece is, do you have a clear, defined, strategic marketing objective? So do you have a good brand? Is your messaging clear? Does your product or service have demonstrated value, uh, and then how are you communicating that? What's what what's the brand value? What's the brand position? What's your mission statement? Do you have all this stuff squared away? Um, 
And then what we do as salespeople, once you actually engage someone, now you're in sales. So mm-hmm. um, you might <clears throat> do advertising, which is part of your marketing, and you have a certain message that you're doing in your advertising. You think about all the Super Bowl ads yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so now someone's going to respond to to the Darth Vader commercial where the kid turned <laughs> on the Volkswagen. You know, that was, mm-hmm. that was my favorite. That was a lot of people's favorite. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was just awesome. And so people now are going to call up Volkswagen and say, what What did they do? What's that automatic start feature? Mm-hmm. Uh, now he's in sales. Mm, now okay. that you're actually talking to someone, engaging them, now we're in sales uh, when you actually start engaging. Now, what a lot of us have to do is we have to go in the community and, mm-hmm. and meet people. So I met you at a at a Denver Chamber event. Uh, so you were out engaging in the community. That mm-hmm. was a marketing effort, but you know the people next to you, when you told them that you were with the, the Denver Community Credit Union, you were that was a you in your sales role. Whether you recognize it or not, that's the hat you had on at that point. Excellent. I was just going to ask like, where those type of situations fit into that uh, model because you are having the conversation, but at the same time, you haven't met the people before. So it seems to me it would be right in the middle. So that makes sense. Yeah, and and one of the things that you've got to be clear about is, you know, what's what's the message? Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that you articulate very well. And people say, okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. We just move the sales process along. Okay, so... All right, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions, and I might have a caller here uh, okay. also. But uh, before I go to that caller, um, so we move it along is what you're saying. So let's say I am a small business person. I've gone to this chamber event. I've had the conversation. I've said my goal is um, that I'm doing construction consulting. I don't, I don't know if that's... Actually, a good example, but we'll go with it. (laughs) And they say the name of their company, and they give their mission, which is to provide excellent consultant services that allow people to get the best price. Um, Then where do they go from there if they never see that person again? Or do they get a card? Or how how do you get past that just moment of meeting each other and saying what you do and getting to an actual action step? So, again, a great question. What we want to be able to do in any kind of a an introduction, a 30-second commercial, you're meeting someone and they ask you what you do, what we want to focus in on is is not only what we do, but what are the problems that we solve. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as I gave you my brief introduction, I talked about, you know, I help people get in front of more new customers. I help uh, shorten the sales cycles. I help people close more business. I help people close for higher margins. As I mention those things, what I might say then to the person next is something as simple as, but I don't know if those are issues you've got right now. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be yes or no. So if I do construction consulting and I help, um, for example, I help individuals who want to act as their own general contractor to save you know, the 10 or 20% the contractors charge, but are unclear on how to manage a group of craftsmen coming into the home. Mm-hmm. And then I might ask, but boy, I don't know if, if you or any of your your friends are in the process of looking at a remodel right now. Mm-hmm. And the answer is either yes or no. 
and then you get an answer and you can and then, and then you know sure right and they may and they may say nope you know we're not not doing any remodeling in which case you may say and you probably won't be for a number of years mm-hmm. in which case they may say well you know we're all we're thinking about the bathroom upstairs mm-hmm. at which point i might say boy it sounds like that might be a ways away but would you be okay if i added you to my email list we put out an email once a month that has construction tips, and you may find some value there. At which point they're probably going to say, oh, happy to put you on the email list. They give you a card, and now you've put them back into the marketing funnel. Okay. That makes sense. It's very concrete. I can build on that. What I have now is I do have a caller that ends in 1170 on the line. What we found out last time is some people have a little bit of delay and that they need to press 1 in order to get through. So I'm going to go ahead and put that person on the air right now and give them about 30 seconds to say hello um, and feel free to interrupt us and just say hello if you are there. Person 1170, that's the end of your phone number. I also have someone in the chat room, so I just asked them if they had any questions to see if they uh, had anything specific. I think they're just actively listening, but double-checking to make sure. So person... That ends in 1170. Are you there? Well, not yet, but we'll see if they come on. Uh, We found out last time that some people it was immediate, uh, the feed for the radio show, and some people had a little bit of a delay. It's uh, And then I would give up on them too easily, the poor people. Well, let her, she'll be... Chime in, I hope. But let me let me go back to the the comment that we were talking about before, and maybe I can I can paint kind of a visual for you. Okay. The way that I look at, at the process, and I and when I I'm referring to the term process frequently because mm-hmm. your sales um, initiative should be a clear defined process, not just uh, random activities that you do whenever you feel like it. There needs to be clear defined behavior just like you would in any other part of your business. Mm-hmm. So I look at it, if you can think about um, a funnel, and, and many people in sales understand a funnel where you put a bunch of people at the top and some folks don't qualify. Mm-hmm. So I look at a marketing funnel, a sales funnel, and then what I call a customer cube. Mm-hmm. So the sale, the marketing funnel is going to be everyone that fits your profile. You, the the population of potential customers that would be a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to market to those people, and you're going to do whatever is appropriate marketing. So that would be advertising, email, networking, associations, trade shows, talks, direct mail, radio ads, I just whatever it is. You're going to reach out, and you're going to put your message out there. Mm-hmm. At some point, someone is going to raise their hand and say, boy, tell me more about this, in which case mm-hmm. they now move into the sales funnel. And when they're in the sales funnel, it's either going to be a good solution for the problem they have um, or it's not. Uh, it's going to be the right time to do something or it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, the financial investment is going to make sense for them or it's not. And so if if the things make sense, they're going to move through the sales process and they're going to become a client. Mm -hmm. If they don't successfully move through the sales process, then I put them back in the marketing funnel and I'm going to continue my drip marketing, whatever that marketing process is. Okay. And then once I'm in 
what I would call the customer cube, uh, there's no exit to a cube, what is my customer retention process? What am I doing on an ongoing basis to be sure that the customers that I have, the people that I've served, uh, understand that we love them? Mm-hmm. And what am I doing to show that? And so we've got to have clear, defined processes in, in those three different areas. Okay. And I actually do have a question coming in. Someone heard us talking about uh, chambers, I think. They asked, where are the best places to do networking if you're trying to target employers, like you're trying to make employers your um, customer? Do you suggest chamber events? So when we look at your prospecting plan and the targets you're going after, different targets are going to require different kinds of activities. So in this case, I'm looking for employers, but Mm -hmm. what kinds of employers? So for example, if you are looking at getting in front of uh, Martin Murrieta or Anschutz or Coors or large, large organizations, chambers probably are not the best place to go. That makes Uh, sense. (laughs) Unless, unless... Uh, you want to be on the board of a chamber, and then you pay X amount of dollars, and you can be on the board, and you can meet all those people. Uh, if you're trying okay. to meet employers of you know small to medium-sized businesses, then chambers are great places to be. Okay. So it depends on you know what size company you're going after, mm-hmm. uh, what geography. There's a lot of great chambers in the in the metropolitan area. Um, you know, the, the Denver Chamber, the Boulder Chamber, there's some specialty chambers like the Women's Chamber, the Hispanic Chamber. Uh, so there's a whole variety, who you're targeting, and figure out which of those chambers is going to make the most sense for you. Um, Excellent. There's a lot of other groups that are that are really pretty powerful, like uh, the Association for Corporate Growth, which is a great uh, organization for people that are involved in buying and selling companies. And so the, you, you find a great group of people there. Uh, there's a group like, uh, like Thai Rockies, which is an entrepreneurial group, where if you're just kind of getting started to get some help and, and grow businesses there. So um, there's a bunch of opportunities out there. You've got to do the research, figure out what makes the most sense, go visit a couple of times, and mm-hmm. see if it's a fit for you. And where would you said do the research? Do you have any specific places to go? Maybe I've never even heard of half of these organizations. Where would I find out about them? Just reading, or is there a place I can go for that? You know, I'm just kind of laughing to myself as you as you were saying that. When I when I started this business ten years ago, um, I went to the yellow pages under chambers and associations, and no no one does that anymore. But uh, I'm sure they is, can Google it, though, right? Yeah, I'm sure you can Google it <laughs> and find all that. And and someone told me once, I don't know if this is true or not, so I'm going to okay. throw, throw out a rumor. A disclosure. Someone, uh, yeah, this is this is may not be true, but someone told me at one point that, that there were about 1,000 associations in Denver. Oh, Wow. And it's amazing. I mean, there's. <laughs> uh, you think of anything. There's. There's an. I'm looking out my window at a tree. There's. I'm sure there's an association of um, tree trimmers in town. <laughs> I'm sure there's an association of people that shovel snow. As I'm looking outside, um, it is. It's incredible how many 
associations there are for different things. And they don't always meet weekly, mm-hmm. but um, it just it, it's amazing. So do the research, find out what's out there, find out what your niche is. Uh, mm-hmm. There's something out there for you. Okay, and then I have, and I don't know if this question, we have five minutes left, but I'm going to ask a pretty specific question that might have a longer answer. Uh, You talked about having a very clear and defined strategy for both your marketing and for your sales plan to not be just, you know, try to sell this, but to actually have that strategy. If I was brand new to this and I didn't know how to even start with a clear and defined strategy, are there forms out there to help me? Are there is there anything out there to get me started? You know, I, I, there's there's a million sales books that are out there. Uh, obviously, Sandler has a number, and you could certainly uh, check our website, uh, www.salesproductivity.sandler.com. And we can help you with some information there, um, but I, I, the key is not to overcomplicate it. Okay. Um, it could be I'm going to prospect, I'm going to qualify, I'm going to present, I'm going to close. I mean, it could be just that simple. Okay. Well, one, of the, one of the questions I frequently ask owners of companies: In which department of your organization do you allow the highest level of mediocrity? And mm-hmm. if you look at finance. Boy, the the books better balance every month, and <laughs> those finance people have a clear, distinct process of how they how they balance the books every month. Uh-huh. If it's a manufacturing facility, um, what kind of quality do you want out the end of your line? Well, there's clear, distinct process of how you build a widget from step one to step three. Um, many people, and I'm guilty of this. When I started my bakery, uh-huh. I just figured I'd go out and do a bunch of random stuff, and and people would buy from me. And they did, but Mm -hmm. I never had control of the process. Okay. So you need to have the same kind of clear, defined plan around sales as you do about any other part of your business. Okay. And that was prospect, which is looking to see if people are out there, qualify, which is making sure it's a good fit. And what were the other two? Uh, Then at some point, once you qualify them, you may want to, present to them, tell okay. them what it is that you do, mm-hmm. and then close them. Okay. So um, social media before we have three minutes, but <laughs> social media, is that prospect? Is that where that is? or So so as I give you these four steps, I've got some companies, because I do this for all the companies I work with. We come up with their sales process, not my sales process. What is their sales process? We okay. work on that together. And I've got some companies that have three steps. I've got some companies that have ten steps. Okay. So it's, whatever, it's whatever it is. And okay. some companies have a marketing step. Uh, some companies differentiate a marketing step from a prospecting step. Some don't. I don't really care as long as you've got the right steps within your process. <clears throat> I think social media is somewhere in that prospecting step, okay. either a marketing step or a prospecting step. But it's something that happens early, and it's something that should not be um, an island. Um, one of the things that I find with people, you know, 10 years ago when I started a business, is that they thought that if I get a yellow page ad, and if I have a website, I'll be successful. And they're not. 
No. And the same applies today. Okay. If you've got a LinkedIn account, if you're on Twitter and Facebook, and you've got a website, that's not all it takes. You've got to have at least six or eight different things in your prospecting plan. And some of those can be social media. Social media works great. Some of them have to be something more active where you're actually getting in front of somebody, whether that's a networking event or proactively asking for referrals. Okay. Well, we have one minute left, so I would love if you'd share your contact information again, and I'll just do a short plug. We're Clear Money Program through Denver Community uh, Credit Union, and that can be found on the web at denvercommunity.coop. And then go ahead. Thank you. Uh, again, my name is Steve Perry. And you can call me the old-fashioned way, 303-568-1500. That's 303-568-1500. You can email me, steve at salesproductivity.us. Or you can check our website out, www. <laughs> www. <laughs> salesproductivity.sandler.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share with us uh, some of the information about sales. I know many people, that's a very popular topic for them because I think you need sales in order to have revenue, correct? <laughs> that's one of the keys. <laughs> <laughs> Again, thank you for your time, and we really appreciate it, and uh, we'll be in touch. Great, Helen. Thank you so much. Bye. Again, this was a program for Clear Money Program, and that's from Denver Community Credit Union. You can find us on the web at www.denvercommunity.coop. That's denvercommunity.coop.